Hey guys, welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. We have a fun show tonight. My bestie Nikki's with me. Nikki, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? Good. About to air a show we did a month ago. <laughs> was it really that long ago? Yes. Every day feels the same. <laughs> it, was a, it was a full month ago. And thanks to all the craziness uh, in the CrossFit world, we're finally getting to bring it to you. And it's a fun one. I re-listened to it today. It's like a whole new podcast for me getting to edit these things and listen to them. So it was so fun recording with Sam and Jen dancer. And I know that like the world was a little bit more closed off. Cause like a lot of what we talk about is, you know, quarantine and having to be in our houses and stuff, but so much of that still applies, you know, even to today. So it's, it's not, doesn't feel that old. I'm surprised it was that long ago. I know God. full month ago. And we'll let everybody get to it in a second. First, let's talk about our sponsors, uh, mobility movement this week. I need them. Cause yesterday I ran five miles and did over 200 burpees <gasps> and, and I'm in a little pain. I'm not going to oh. lie to you. My God. Well, you know what the good thing is? You can sort of like pick and choose. You can either, if you have time, you can do like a full body program where you like, you know, follow their, follow their program for like 20 to 30 minutes. Or if you're just like, Oh God, like my legs and my calves, my Achilles, you can like do some spot treatment for like 10 ish minutes at a time, which is pretty cool. I need a lot of spot treatments. <laughs> uh, my shoulders, my feet, my hips, my butt, my shoulder blades, my core, my quads, and shoulders, knees, and <laughs> my hamstrings. Just naming yes. every body part. <laughs> my skin, my eyelids hurt this morning when I woke up. It was great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I agree with you. 10 minutes of this stuff it actually did me wonders yesterday afterwards. And so I would nice. highly suggest it to anyone that wants to do it. And now they have this at home series. That's really yeah. cool. Uh, I think we've talked about it a few times, but it's designed to help you calm your nervous system, which bluntly <laughs> I needed that yesterday because that wrecked my central nervous system. Uh, but it's also helps you if you have stress from work or, uh, oh my I'm God. Saying, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> Uh, or stress from, you know, what's going on in the world right now. I think it's it's really uh, impactful to have that help. And so I would, you know, really, you know, suggest to you guys, you know, take your 10 minutes, use mobility movement for that. Uh, the other good news is uh, any revenue they're gener- generating right now off these new memberships are donating 50% of it uh, to organizations in the United States and Canada dedicated to ending racism and supporting oppressed and marginalized people, which so cool. Very, very cool. And, you know, obviously a mission of uh, that you and I are both really passionate about. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. That's just in June and July. So uh, really exciting stuff there. So get yeah. signed up for Mobility Movement, 25% off, right? Yeah. Uh, use M- MPGA25. I got some feedback. I'm not pronunciating that properly. So oh, M- enunciate. Enunciate. <laughs> MPGA25. You'll get 25% off either the monthly membership or the six month membership, your choice, you know, pick your poison. Yeah. Um, and when you support, you know, the folks that support the show, you also support us. So it's, it's really helpful. Thank you guys. Yep. Great stuff. So with that, let's uh, get on to the show. You guys can hear from uh, Jen and Sam dancer. Welcome to make pods great again. I'm your host, John Woolley back in the quarantine for like the thousandth time. <laughs> Nikki, how are you? I'm great. Couldn't be better. I'm getting stir crazy, man. Stir crazy. I Not only are we doing these podcasts every night, but now I'm like editing them every day. So now I'm listening back to what we've done before. So it's like, just like Groundhog Day over <laughs> and day. over and over. Lucky you. Oh my God. And then like today I was editing Jessica Griffiths and like I'm laughing because I'm remembering the conversation as I'm editing it. It was the right. best. Cracking <laughs> yourself up. Yeah. It's like, I listen to things. I'm like, I didn't realize I was that funny. That was <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah, well, and tonight's fun because we have guests that I don't really know, which is great. I know of, but have never really met. We've got the dancers with us. How are you guys doing? Yeah, so just in case there's other people who aren't familiar, I'm Sam and this is Jen. Hi, guys. I'm so excited that you are with us tonight. You two are just absolute favorite humans on this planet. So I'm very excited to introduce you to John. John, Dancer. Yes, yeah, I, was, I was really excited. I've, I've followed uh, both you guys for a long time. And uh, I've always said to myself, like, man, if I just had like Sam's moxie where I could just run around in a Speedo all the time. And I would, if I had your quads, I would walk around like that. All I'd go to work at the bank. I would wear just a jacket and a Speedo and <laughs> yep. I would just be the happiest person on the planet. So I was really excited to have you guys come on because I, I love people that are, you know, have a lot of moxie and are excited Man, about life. pretend to do that now and take a picture with a jacket and your Speedo on, even though you're at home and we'll just pretend that you went to the bank. And- yeah. Now's the time to try it. Mm. What if it does make you the happiest guy in the world? Because I sure feel that way. <laughs> I do. That. Actually, I do that. I just walk around the house. Me and I have a cat. Me and my cat, Bean, we just walk around. I just wear a Speedo. I'm like, hey, Bean, what do you think? And he just looks at me and meows. It's great. It's a great relationship. the time. I yes. love it. Happy day. And Perfect. you guys know each other through CrossFit then? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We kind of we just do, right? Have we ever told, like, I'm not even sure we've ever told the story how we met. Like, Mick, Nikki and I, um, well, like everyone else, Nikki's a follower. And uh, I we stumbled across each other, like, like right after I first started the page, probably. And then Nikki was working with a, a local competition here called the Winter Classic, which is a really awesome, like, kind of local thing here in Cleveland. Yeah. And she was coming to town. And, and I'm like, hey, let's meet up and talk. And, like, we'd kind of briefly talked at the time. And I like asked her, I'm like, what do you like? What are you wanting to do? And she said, and some, she mentioned she was wanting to do a podcast at some point. And, and I hadn't even started this one yet, but I wanted to do one. And I don't know, like the stars just kind of aligned at some point. Like I started this and about six months later, like the, the guy I was hosting it with just didn't really have the time to do it. And it just fell into place. And- I was one of your very, very first followers, like way True. back when, before, uh, before make wads great again back when were you like crossfit trump or something yes you're you're old school (laughs) yeah and like the the first few posts i mean they were memes and stuff but also didn't didn't you post like some like analysis stuff like yeah i was like what athletes would be doing what if you know it was it was just like stats and stuff yeah well like so i i pay attention to all the details this thing like i i like i kind of know who everybody is i know who they're related to or married to and like so for the media where i've hooked up or got to know nikki is that because she's media like i kind of figured out who was who and so i would tag the right people and the right memes and so if nikki was in a photo i would tag her you know and i don't know it's like social media people for, i think people forget that social media is really social and people actually read that stuff yeah. you know and when you get to i don't know how you guys are but like when i get tagged and stuff i look at every single thing i get tagged in like and you know a lot of it hurts my feelings um <laughs> It please everyone. Yeah. But, you know, and so that was like kind of my philosophy. And so I've met, you know, way, way more people than I kind of ever dreamed I would simply by tagging them or just, you know, sending them a quick message and saying, Hey, I like what you do. And I think that's kind of how Nikki and I came together. And, you know, we were just really fortunate. The first, I think probably the first podcast we did together, we were both like, wow, that was really fun. Yeah. And we've just done it ever since. And how many have you recorded since? Together? Yeah. Um, 60, maybe. 
Damn, really? Well, yeah, we the one I released today was 83 and I oh, think shit. I was I was probably on somewhere between 15 and 20. I was at least at 20 by the time we started doing them together. Now, Nikki came on as a, like a guest a couple of times before she actually became a host. Now, we started full time together. I think it was January 1st. We said, all right, we're not going to do any podcasts separate. You know, like cool. I was I was doing in it to win it. Yeah, I was doing some by myself and then she would come on as a guest for a few of them. And finally, we we're just like, all right, forget this. Let's just do it together. Let's do them all together. If I were you doing it, were you doing solo cast? Yeah. Yeah. And it was not as much fun. Yeah, I've wondered that. I'm doesn't seem like it would be either. Well, Nikki's the talent. See, like that's the best part. She'll oh start asking. God, she'll start asking please. questions here in a few minutes, and I won't have to do anything for fifteen or twenty minutes. I can just hang <laughs> that's out. That's why listen. you brought me on. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> that's we, did, we did an interview with Annie Thor's daughter, and I literally just sat there enamored for forty-five minutes and didn't say crap. John, but well, the reason he didn't say anything is because he was like scared because he has a crush on Annie. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I love it. That was perfect. I didn't have to do anything. I just sat there. Like if I had been doing that interview, it would have just been like, so Annie, um, you're awesome. <laughs> Tell yeah, us she, about how awesome you are. She's awesome. Definitely, uh, yeah, she's definitely a very like strong presence. So totally get that. Yeah, I just want to, yeah. I don't know if I have any questions really for her. I just want to watch her. The first time I, the first time I like actually, like kind of in person, like met Annie was at the 2016 games and we were all uh, sitting down for like the athlete dinner where Dave would come in and announce um, the first workout. And when she walked through the room and she's walking through a room of the the fittest people on earth and they look like that too. So they don't just perform that way, but they look that way as well. And so the fittest people on earth are all like turning like their bodies, watching Annie walk through the room. And it was, she was the only person that when they walked through, even with the guys and the girls, that when she walked through, she looked completely different than everybody else in the room. Why? Um, yeah, she, she, she has that aura about her. Yep. Like there's something, it's like, it's almost like a rock star a little it bit. Is. You know, it's like when Michael yep. Jackson would walk in the room or Prince or someone like that, everyone's like, Oh, who is that? You know? Yep. And, and she's got that too. So yeah, I'm glad you guys got to hang out with her. Well, you know, it's funny. We originally reached out to her and asked her to be on the show with us when we found out that she was first expecting. Oh, wow. And similarly, I was yeah. so excited to reach out to you guys to see if you wanted to come on and chat with us when I when I heard that you are expecting. So congratulations. Cool. Congrats. Thank you. This yeah. is awesome. You did it. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Well, you're doing it or whatever you want to seven call years. it. Well, it's funny because for seven years, we never really not tried but we've never tried i don't know if that makes any sense but we knew we didn't really know if we wanted kids but we never tried not to have them yeah so um i think though now like hindsight looking back we did avoid specific times like during you know games and regionals and stuff like that but um we just guessed because we really didn't know sam actually guessed because i had no idea about anything i just knew when my time of the month was and that's all I knew. And he like would, you know, research and Google all this stuff about um, ovulation and what does this all mean and timings. And 
he would just avoid me during specific times during games and regional training. I'm like, oh, it must be around that time. And so we never not tried. And then um, once I kind of retired from CrossFit, I got out of adrenal fatigue, you know, because probably I was in adrenal fatigue for like my entire life just with sports. Right. So, and then once I fixed that, baby, we got, we had a baby right away. That's kind of awesome. Quick. Yeah. It was a huge shock. It's not like we never thought we wouldn't, but it's just super crazy to think that we are going to have a baby. Yeah. It's, it surprises both of us every single day. We wake up and we're like, holy oh shit, we're having a kid. <laughs> I still don't think it's like real yet, but until like now that I'm getting the belly and I can't like sit up, <laughs> I have to like roll to the side. And um, now you're being uh, reminded of it constantly. More, more yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause yeah. I don't have any morning sickness. I don't have the only thing I had my first trimester was obviously fatigue. I was tired, but um, other than that, I had nothing. Yeah. She ate really well. She kept it really clean for like the first two or three months. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And then quarantine happened. Right. I've been loving carbs and treats. It's uh-huh. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there's, you- definitely, there's definitely a higher like uh, carbohydrate demand. Uh, oh, I've during, never craved so many carbs in my entire during pregnancy. life. Pregnancy. It's like uh, it's it's some serious, um, yeah, serious energetic demands. Um, it it like it reminds me of almost like feeding a training person mm-hmm. like oh, she's interesting. that like and it's been really cool to see i've read probably like 10 gosh dang baby books it's <laughs> so cool how similar growing babies is to growing muscles and like wow. and just like the routine that she's had to be in like with the amount of energy that she needs to take in with her food and take and the amount of like recovery time that she requires too it's like it's a pretty laborious uh un, unseen process because mm-hmm. it's all you know under the curtain of your belly um so you don't really get to see it all like i guess you get to watch the growth but yeah. um yeah there's a lot months, you know, there's a lot going on energetically and it's it's required a lot more carbohydrates than honestly i've ever seen her yeah uh consume even at like We've even said this a couple times, even at like kind of some peak training almost. Yeah. I mean, more carbs now than I've, I think I ever have in my entire life. I mean, like I can say the exact same sentence just yeah, without too. the baby. <laughs> like quarantine carbs. It's a thing. But you know what? Nikki is really creepy. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I had a month, month and a half, a month and a half of treats, ice cream, whatever. And um, that's just new in general, having it that much every day. Um, and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know, you eat really crappy one night and you wake up the next morning and it kind of goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. Do it like 30 days in a row. But I started eating back again, like taking treats out and trying to at least have less sugar and eat a little bit healthier. Cause I just went off bandwagon way too long and it's not going back down. So that's the part that's creepy. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm pregnant. Like it's not going back down like it's literally going to get worse every single day (laughs) is is that like and this is a question that I have for you as as a female and as an athlete but it's it's really a question I have for like any one of my girlfriends when they get pregnant like it's amazing that it's happening and it's like a miracle and it's like a precious moment but is it difficult for you especially given the fact that you know you've had 
your body and your muscles and things that you've worked for before. And now this is, this is a transition to sort of like giving your body over to this baby. And I'm sorry, guys, this question might not, <laughs> might not impact you as much, but I guarantee you any female that, that goes through this and especially us in the CrossFit world where, you know, we build our bodies to be these tools. Now you're giving it over to something else. Is it a weird sort of transition? It is, but I'm actually loving it. It's still, yeah. Oh, it's cool. still like, again, it's so similar to like, yeah. we, we were just saying like, I feel like we're, we, our purpose is greater than any purpose we've ever had before mm. in regards to the, the preparatory um, phase that we're going through. And, and I guess like, and comparatively to like training for the CrossFit games right now, we're training for a birth of a child and it's, it's been so crazy. Like the, like the mindset, like we've the had mindset. to like, we've oh. had to get, I literally feel like I'm getting ready for like a CrossFit games type like mm. activity. Um, like and the I, birth of this kid because of how we've had to, we've had the, with our, with our food, with our sleep, with our mindset, like we've been having to create, uh, and optimize the conditions for the sake of a child and for the sake of, uh, uh, an awesome birth experience right. too. So, um, like I was just thinking the other day, like <clears throat> I pictured our birth and I've been trying to do a lot of meditations and, um, breathing and stuff, just picturing like what I want my, my birth to look like. Um, even though I, I do have those like, okay, what if I'm, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What am sure. I going to, you know, sure. just across the games, like, Hey, I'm going to go out there and try to like perform the best I can. But if this happens, this is my backup plan. And this is what I'm going to go to. It's the exact same thing. And it sounds so weird. But, um, the other day I was in the shower and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm about to have like the hardest weekend of my entire life. Like is what you usually think about when you go to the games, but I have to do it with all like, maybe no sleep for two days straight, you know? And it's just weird, but like, if I can do CrossFit games for three days, I can have a baby for two days, you know? Right. I don't know. It's just like the same kind of mindset. And and it's just funny how I'm like, oh, yeah, you have one opportunity in your life to like make this the best performance of your life. And how many days and months to be trained for the CrossFit games, it's the same thing as I'm doing um, with the baby, except for I'm not training like a psycho. I'm like doing all these breathing exercises five times a day instead of training five times a day and, um, breathing exercises and just making sure I'm getting food, taking naps, taking care of my body. And it's almost just as exhausting as if I was training for the games. Yeah. A lot of work. Yourself is hard. It's hard. Oh, it, it is. It is. Really it really is. And it's really easy to be able to like put yourself like on the back burner and be like, ah, who cares? You know, I have a lot of work to get done today. I need to right. do this, but then you have to be like, crap, I have a baby. Like there's one day I didn't eat till two o'clock and I'm like, oh my gosh. And my baby, you could, you could just tell like, we call him baby star, but baby star just take all of your energy. If you don't feed it, it feeds off your energy. And so yeah. I'm not eating. So by two o'clock, usually I'm like, oh, I'm starving, but you know, I have a lot to do, but I'm like, oh crap. I need to drop everything right now to go eat because I have another human that's just paying yeah. That, that's the part that's weird because I'm selfish. Childbirth is actually exactly like the CrossFit games because it really hurts. And when you're done, the baby's the same size as a champion. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that works out. You know, the, this whole feeling though about, you know, you said it at the beginning of the conversation of 
you know, you feel this, you know, kind of obligation or, you know, you're preparing for something for the record, that's never going to go away for you. Like as they Mm. continue to get older, like mine are 16 and 18. And even now I still feel a tremendous obligation to be a good influence, to be a teacher, to, you know, exhibit behaviors that I want them to carry on for the rest of their life. You know, it, it does change some because, you know, as they, you know, start to get smart and they figure out you're not a genius anymore, which happens about 10, by the way. Um, once they figure that out, you have to change your tactics a little bit, but it, it never goes away. And to be honest, it's an amazing feeling. So what you're feeling right now, you're going to be feeling probably for the rest of your life, which is is awesome because it's made me want to be a better person. Like Sam and I've even treated each other. Not that we never treated each other bad before, but it's actually, we wanted to make our relationship even stronger and better since we've gotten pregnant. And um, just because there's another person involved now. Right. You're um, like, there's a kid in the room and like, we can't act like this. We can't talk to each other like this. We can't put ourselves through this. And um, because yeah, there's someone else attached now. Yeah. Um, and, and like she said, we should have, we should have been behaving that way before even there was uh, another entity involved, like the entity of our relationship or our marriage should have been enough for us to, um, be aware of that and, mm-hmm. and awake to that. But, you know, I guess, uh, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Human nature needs some perspective sometimes, yeah. you, yeah. Just, you know, you settle into your situation and then I mean, you guys are, have always been such good, like examples or role models, I think for how to communicate and how important all that is and how to put your, your marriage and your relationship in, in, in your spirituality sort of just like mm-hmm. out there as one of the pinnacles of, of what's important. So it makes sense to me that you're constantly reevaluating that. I really like that. I think that's a cool way of thinking about it. Like there's a kid in the room, how are we doing this right now in front of that? Even if it's in your belly, when it's out of your belly, like that's interesting. I like it. And I've definitely like, I even through this whole process, I'm like, I really need to get my shit together even more now. Um, just dealing with like things, um, I wasn't a person that really felt a lot of emotions in the last couple of years. So I've been really on that journey of learning things like that. And I'm just like, I want to be able to fix all the unfinished things that I haven't really fixed about myself. So I can be the best version of myself when our kid is born. So I am more awake and a little bit more. Yeah. We just don't want to pass. We just don't want to pass on any of our bullshit to our children. (laughs) You're going to, don't worry. You're going to. We're going to, but we're going to try our hardest to deal with. Well, that's why we're trying to get to major like, things now. Yeah. Like, and we've always tried to do the work, but like now we're like double time in it. And we're just, we're really trying to like, you know, smooth, like you said, there will be no doubt we will be on a journey for the rest of our lives. We understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, yeah, there was some things that we needed to smooth out and we probably wouldn't have smoothed them out at the rate that we are now if there wasn't a child involved, this yeah. could have been something that lingered on for maybe another two, three, four or five years. Maybe ev- like maybe, maybe it would have been baggage that we would have carried along with us for the mm-hmm. rest of our journey. But because there's a child involved now, we're realizing that we have like some baggage and we're trying to, we're trying to drop it off before the child comes out. And even though we won't, we'll be able to get rid of all the things, uh, it's, it's our intention to get rid of as much as we possibly can so that we, yeah. again, can create the best possible environment 
for us to develop um, our, our, our future leadership. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. has, has quarantine been almost like a beneficial period for you guys? You've been able to like slow down a little bit, work on all that stuff. I like, honestly, I, we haven't hung out with many people who have said anything but that, like, yeah. I, I recommend that to like to anyone listening, find people who are, who have the courage to see the best in, in anything. Mm-hmm. And we only hang out with people who are warriors, who are like, who see the good in everything, people who are about perseverance, people who are about mm-hmm. overcoming, people who are about creativity, people who are about just like, yeah. Like our best friends are those kind of people. And, yeah. and honestly, we hang out with everybody. And it, uh, <laughs> like my mom's that way. Like I, it was so cool when I came home. I hadn't, ta- I don't talk to my mom usually when we're on the road. I only talk to her when I see her in person. And so after quarantine for a while, I got home and, and, saw mom and I was like, yo, how you doing? And she's like, honestly, Tim, I've been having the best time of my life. And I'm like, good. Cause we have been too. Yeah. And everyone else that we're hanging out with is going, it says the same thing. So like, mm-hmm. like you don't ha- like, it doesn't that, like the crappiness does not have to be a part of your reality. Mm-hmm. Like we still every once in a while have to dip our toes in it because there's aspects of, of our reality that we, sh- we do share with other people, like such as like the, the grocery store or something like that. Like we have to every once in a while put ourselves into the reality that this is actually going on. Um, but other than that, it hasn't really changed a lot of our lifestyle, except for the fact that we've made some adjustments to like our, uh, we've had to, you know, go online like a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. So other than that, yeah. we we're just still, you know, fun at all costs. Yeah. yeah. Taking the circumstances and gone the other direction. Like obviously our business closed. We're not making as much money through our business. Um, but our main focus was being able to pay rent and pay our coaches. And if that's the, what, you know, if that's our main focus and that's what we're able to be doing right now, the rest of it, I think will make our business even better. Like people are going to start coming on board here in Quincy and then, and in our community of like, I need to get a little bit more healthier. Yeah, we've added members. And we've added members. To oh, members. great. That's cool, guys. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously with a positive attitude, I think like we're going to be fine in the end. But um, we decided we went to the desert for two weeks, three weeks. Ooh. And whole we, month, yeah. yeah, we lived in the desert for a long time. Just took, got in the van. Went to Sedona. Went to Sedona in New Mexico and just took off and distanced ourselves and had a really really cool time in the desert. So we didn't, we didn't see any, like any, we saw maybe like a total, like we could count, count the number of people on one hand that we had seen for, uh, almost a month. Yeah. Um, like, so we were, yeah, and we were out in some dispersed camping where there's not a lot going on. Uh, it was really really fun. Mm -hmm. And we even got people that like, so does some hate mail with like you guys, you know, not even in your community, giving back to people. But honestly, like I felt guilty for a really long time for that. But we decided to go do something that was going to make us happy, you know, and yeah. that's and we all we could really focus on at that time is because everything around us was starting to shut. Everything was shutting down. People were starting to, you could feel people's fear, negativity towards each other. And it's just something we didn't really want to be a part of. And so I felt guilty for a long time, but you know, it, we went to the desert and had a really freaking good time. You yeah. have got to do you. Like, yeah. 
Dancing. It's amazing to me how many people like stop being human at, at a time when we really all need to be humans. <laughs> and and online, I mean, you both of you, all three of you, can attest to this much more than I can. But like, the trolls are real. Like you, you cannot oh. escape it. It yeah. just is. I got blown up all day today. You don't have to tell me. Oh, That's right. How do you oh. deal with it? What do you do when you see when you? Well, I brought it on myself today, if we're being honest. But, you know, like I wanted to post an opinion piece. Like, I, you know, some affiliate owner had gone in and said that uh, he didn't feel like CrossFit was an essential business and they needed to, you know, stay close forever. And I actually didn't take a position about whether CrossFit should reopen or not. I'd love for my gym to reopen, but I'm going to defer to the scientists. Like, if you're a doctor, you tell me when I can go back, I'll go back. Like, I'm not, I don't want to endanger anybody. I'm a human, right? However, you know, I'm, I'm also smart enough to know that if CrossFit's a non-essential business, I drive, uh, we have a Chick-fil-A down the street from us. Now I'm going to go on record. I love me some Chick-fil-A. Love <laughs> it. You know, I, this is not an anti-Chick-fil-A rant in any capacity, right? But I'm just doing the math of it. They have like 75 employees that work there, right? Now this place is a line that runs around it all day long. Cause again, the Lord's waffle fries are amazing. <laughs> just packed. So I'm doing the math and I'm like, all right, like conservatively, they have 75 employees. They're coming in contact with two to 3,000 people a day, maybe during a quarantine where mm-hmm. they're potentially spreading the disease. Maybe. I don't know. Yet somehow they're essential and CrossFit isn't. They're selling fried chicken and ice cream mm-hmm. and we're selling health, yeah. you know? And, you know, and so that was my kind of my, you know, opinion piece was like, you've had 300,000 deaths last year due to obesity. Mm-hmm. 300,000. That's an actual figure. That isn't just a number I made up. Right. So like, you know, the government doesn't care about your health. They care about how long it takes you to die. That's what they care about. Otherwise mm-hmm. they'd be shutting down the fast food. And yeah. yeah, that was the opinion. Well, I mean, you would have thought, I, I don't know, like you would have thought I gave the most horrible statement ever. Cause like half the people in the comments are just trolling me all well, day long today. It's just been, the problem you know, is like, funny. people don't read like people, you know, like you have your opinion and it is what it is, but people read that as like, we should all be packed into gyms all day long, every single day. Like, you know, people are, are trolling and throwing shit at you for things that you're not saying. Like if if we want to have open discussion, we don't all have to agree on everything, but let's just talk about it. It's fine to disagree on things and and have respectful conversation, but people just like, they skip over whatever you're posting and they post what they think. And that's the hard part. Yeah. It's amazing to me. It's like you're, 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 you're not dealing with honestly a stable person. So there's really, there's no point to really engage because you're, you're dealing with a loose screw to begin with. Like they're, they're not coming there to have any sort of harmony and, and to actually have any sort of pleasant like discourse with you and, and like, and share opinions with you. So like, let's just all note that for now (laughs) on that anyone coming in hot like that, they're, they don't have any plans of like having any sort of like, uh, yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Conversation. Conversation. None. Yeah. Yeah. Like I posted I, I, just a, a, uh, a video uh, or not a video. I posted a neutral stance on, uh, I just posted it to see what people's thoughts were. And the same thing, like I'm saying now, people just coming in, like didn't even maybe read the post, just saw the picture and just reacted 
that's another thing. People who are getting like overly triggered by things like that's another, another, another like little like, um, Hey, don't get involved with that person. Um, because yeah. they're not gonna, they're, they're already checked out. Like they're not going to have an open mind to be able to have an open discussion with you. So, and again, I had a neutral stance on something. So yeah. Didn't you just have like a big, like, I didn't actually see your stance on anything, but I ended up seeing you posting something along those lines, which was like, if you don't want to have a, like a conversation with me, like yeah. just back off. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, just, I did like a series of things. I posted the, the pandemic um, uh, website on a post, a neutral post and people lost it on that. I'm not sure if you saw the pandemic video. It was one of the videos that like, basically takes the complete other uh, side of the standard narrative. Um, you know, people would call it conspiracy theory stuff. So I posted a neutral stance on that and then people lost it. And then I did a Q and a and shared some thoughts on there um, and had some really like really crappy responses. Uh, very few that I engaged with. Uh, and if I did engage, I tried to like, just be compassionate and not like get, like triggered by them who's already triggered. So right. uh, re-triggering and, the triggeredness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like you're trying to keep it together. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I made it one recently that was, you know, the, the essence of it was like, you know, if, if you're going to be a, a jerk about what you're saying, it's going to make me believe less in what you're saying. Um, right. So like, if you can't like keep a level head and you can't say something compassionately and calmly, like it's, you're not going to be setting mm-hmm. the stage very well for your side of the argue, argument, uh, or, or position you have on, or opinion you have on, uh, on this topic. So yeah, yeah. Sam can fluctuate from like, I think like 2000 to 10,000 followers, depending on what is posted that day. <laughs> oh, like follow and unfollow? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> dude, I, I have two to 3,000 unfollows a week, Nikki. What? Every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every okay. week. But I, I gain more than that every Are week. Are you serious? I don't <laughs> live in the land of like giant follows. So like, I don't know any of this yeah. stuff. Very similarly to that. Yeah. I'll fluctuate like any, honestly, I've been as high as 240,000 and as low as like 200,000 and I'll fluctuate in between there. Weird. Yeah. People don't like post of his wife either. That one really, that's a really unfollow. Do you know that I like, so I've what 12 K something like that. Like not a lot of people follow me in comparison to you guys, but I do like, I see the little like analysis like I can like look at the charts and graphs of like what content gets more follows and what, whatever, whatever. And I, I always lose followers on days when I post like my family, yeah, <laughs> like me and my husband, my dogs, like being yeah. a sweet, cute little family. It's People like, write me and tell me specifically, like not the, like, will you please stop posting <laughs> videos of your life and like show us you lifting heavy weights. And I'm the opposite. I get followers because <laughs> People want to see Sam's life. Most of them, <laughs> like, they want to see the lifestyle we live. Sure. But, yeah. And, but I mean, people do like my videos a lot more when I post something with lifting. <laughs> the thing that I've, I've come to the conclusion on, like probably in the last 12 months is that I've committed myself to only posting things that are, a, that are part of my life. Like I started this, um, 
gratitude post series and I do a daily gratitude post every single day. And it's, you know, you know, I'm, I have faith. So it's, you know, some days it's faith-based some days it's just, Hey, you should be thankful for X, whatever X may be, you know? Mm -hmm. And I did that knowing I would lose followers, but it was important to me because that's part of my life. Like I want to start the day I wanted to start this year going, I want to be thankful for something Mm -hmm. for the record. The pandemics made that really hard, really hard. Um, (laughs) But I wanted to help people with that. And yeah, I've started to notice like you'll post one thing. I had it happen this week, actually. I posted something and some guy got pissed off about it and and he immediately unfollowed me, you know. And it it pointed out to me that there are so many people out there that if you have any contrarian view to what they believe, they want nothing to do with you. And we've like somehow lost this art of realizing that we're all different. You know, we all have all of us on this call probably have wildly different views, you know, religiously, personally morally, whatever, in some area of our life, but it doesn't mean you're not great people and that we can't get along and find common ground. And somehow we've lost that common ground. It's just, yeah. it's, it's really sad. Yeah. How crazy, man, that we're, there's literally never going to be anyone like you. We're that different. We are that different that in, in the history of humans, there will never be another human like you and people still can't figure it out that we're that different. And, and we can't like, how, how can we like, how are we messing this up? You know, right. right. Like, and if that's like one a- thing that we have in common, it's how different we all are and how right. unique we all are. And we like, we still can't get along. What, what'll be really fun for you guys is, um, your baby is going to be a lot like Sam and a lot like Jen. And then there's going to be this third component that is neither of you. And you're going to be like, where did that come from? You really? know, like I, Oh, this happens all the time with my girls. Like I, they I'm divorced, but they have this amazing mom and I'll have moments where I'll be like, Oh man, that is so your mom, you know? And then I'll have moments like, I know where you got that from. That's me. You know, yeah. they're, they're more like me for the record. They're real smart asses. Um, <laughs> But then there's this third component. All of a sudden, they'll like just come up with something and they'll teach me something that I had never heard before and I've never seen from their mother. And it's it's like totally unique and special. Cool. Yeah. Wow. And then that's really kind of the cool part when you realize, man, I created this little individual that's got their own thoughts and their own little moral code and and you know moving their own way. It's it's a cool moment. You guys are going to enjoy it, dude. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, especially after you just said that. I mean, think about the component. I've been so excited to see what we get, like what features baby yeah. will have or of mine or his. And I didn't even think about what he or she is going to create on their own. Like what is, what is their own personality without this combination? Dude, we're going to learn a lot from baby star for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Now, do you call him or her baby star because you, you're choosing not to find out the gender or anything ahead of time? No, we are going to find out the gender. We find out the first week of June. June. Yeah, I'm a planner, so I would like to have, I would like to know. Oh, uh, reach. Yes. <laughs> I want to know because I can't even wait to give Sam his birthday present. I'm the same exact way as you are. <laughs> I can't wait to find out for 10 months what my child's, you know, no. set um but we're actually calling it baby star because we are going to call it star oh cool um, yeah and there's a huge story behind that from i don't know nick if you knew this but we went to peru um, oh yes no i do know the story but john does not 
Yeah. So during our Peru trip, Sam had some visions and, um, long story. Do you want to tell us? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I've told it enough that you know it just as well as I do. Yeah. But, tell the, you guys got to tell the story. It's so cool. Okay. I'll have Sam tell it, but long story short, um, we were introduced to our son through some visions. So that's kind of a son. So we, so if it's a boy, it's just going to be even more creepier and awesome because we were introduced to our baby as a son. So, yeah. so and, uh, here's another thing. Like when I was in the vision, like nobody's mouths were moving. It was all telepathic, but I was meeting with two people that looked very similarly to Jennifer and I, um, very well built, um, a little bit taller than us, a little bit like darker complexion, but looked very, very similar to Jennifer and I, um, and very royal looking, um, and, and also kind of like, um, they look like people from like the movie 300, uh, but they were in a very super sexy. Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> and, but they were very advanced, um, uh, technologically um, and beings too, because they were speaking to me telepathically and they were so thrilled that I was there. um, And they like showed me around their, their living quarters and stuff. And granted, I'm not there in body, like I'm there in spirit. So like my, my spirit body is like floating around their, uh, their spaceship and, um, Really crazy stuff, but they're, they're in body. They like, they had actual bodies. I didn't have a body, uh, cause my body was in Peru, um, laying on a mattress next to eight other people. Um, but my spirit was somewhere else, uh, in this like inner world. Uh, it was very cavernous, like a cave and, uh, skip forward. Like there was some stuff that happened between me and the people that I was meeting with. And then toward the, like, kind of the middle of it, they're like, we want to introduce, like, we, we want to, we have the honor, basically, to introduce you to, uh, again, their mouths aren't moving. So, like, you're getting this information through your head. And, like, so I never saw, like, them say, this is your son. It was like, they're just, like, showing me. And my son isn't in body. Like, my son was like a, a, a ball of light. Um, and like, I was crying and I was just so happy to meet, you know, my son. And they like, they introduced the ball of light as star. They're like, this is star. Uh, and star is going to be, you know, coming to you. And here's Very something soon. really, really creepy. We found out that we were pregnant a year to the date. I had that vision. No, yeah. just so creepy. We just, it's too many synchronicities that happen. So we're like, people are going to totally make fun of us. <laughs> Me and our kid star. And hopefully our kid won't hate us later in life for naming his Tim star. But there's just too many cool things that happen with this. And so, um, I have a feeling, honestly, this, like in my heart, I have a feeling that when star is, is conscious enough to like hold the conversation, uh, like, I believe Star will remember that encounter with me. Oh my God. Won't that be nuts? Like it was such, it was such a powerful exchange that like, I, I don't see how it wouldn't happen. You know, it was the most real thing I've ever experienced in my life. It kind of, for a second, it takes a while to integrate back into true reality 
because it doesn't have the same uh, definition, if you will. And maybe I feel that way because I'm blind, but like I could, this vision was more real than what I see our reality as. Like Uh, that, I feel like this experience and then the experience that he realized, um, was it God or Jesus? Like the moment that you almost like, became a Christian. Like the moment you became a Christian, that just hit you really hard. Well, those, yeah. those, those are like the most two craziest stories he has, but the two most real stories that the realest things that have ever happened, happened to me. Yeah. Um, when he found Christ. And, and it's so crazy baby. because like, you know, it's hard to tell somebody that and to, for them to think that, you know, uh, that has any, you know, is is real to any degree like you, i feel like most people just call something like that a hallucination or like a dream or or a, like a vision or you imagine it but it, it's it's nothing like that it's it was um again it was the realest thing i've ever experienced in my mm-hmm. life and the, uh i it it definitely gets you quite excited for what is after this um this three-dimensional kind of reality and like because whatever's next like is it's got to be freaking cool like because that (laughs) that was the like coolest thing yeah that was the coolest thing and scariest thing too and like difficult thing at the same time it wasn't all just pure bliss and like this awesome vision so i don't want to make it to anyone who's listening for it to sound like even though i'm saying it was the realest thing i've ever experienced it was it was also some of the Hardest you know, and some of the scariest shit we've ever done yeah. in our lives. So I wouldn't it's, go signing up for it. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because that was like the number one thing that solidified even my Christianity through that is because as a Christian too, and growing up in a Christian home, I've heard of like you know the evil side of things and the good side of things, and but during these experiences that that this that we have, I've never saw the good and the evil at the same time. Like I've never wanted to be. And the spiritual realm, the, the realm, that, you know, realm, yeah. the realm that's unseen to us, you know, in regular life. Yeah. Um, but like during that moment was one of the realest moments that was the most solidifying. And I'm so glad that I was a, I'm a Christian and I have these experiences, but also how real spirit world the is. spirit world is and how scary that can be too. And um, it, yeah, it, so it wasn't all bliss and amazing like visions, it was definitely very hard at the same time seeing the good and the bad, you know? I don't know. I don't like to call it good and bad. What do you call it? You know that, you know, Nikki's Jewish. So Nikki, this is all in the Bible. I'll show it to you later. Okay. Just show me later. That's the second, the sequel, right? It does. Yeah, it is. It says right in there. This, it says heaven is freaking cool. That's exactly what that's worth. I don't know. That's the King James version though. I don't don't know what the new, the translated version. (laughs) I haven't gotten to the sequel yet. You know, the new one, the newer one. Yeah. I'll I'll show it to you. Really, really well versed in that first one, though that OG, you know. I heard that. I just heard that. What's up? I just heard that entire amazing story, and the whole time I'm just thinking, who are the eight people on the mattress? I need to know who the eight people are. Yeah, we didn't know yeah. them either. So we didn't know them either. But this well, dude, this dude next to wow. me, who took the the least amount of the brew, um, had the most 
horrific, like full on like exorcism, Mm. like experience and arms reach away from me. Like I could have touched this dude if I wanted to. And this guy would go from like horrific screaming. Like someone was like ripping his body apart Mm. to like laughing his head off to crying his eyes out to like, and it just like, it was like that for 45 minutes, man. And, and then he just sat up and he goes, he goes, bloody hell. And then he pops up and walks off. off. And then (laughs) we're like, bro, totally fine. Do you remember any of that? (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole nother strokes. Another another talk. Well, that's like the whole thing is just so wild and, and, different and interesting and you know how like have you ever heard of people telling crazy stories about when their kids were little and they would like say shit and they didn't know where it was coming from like you know like anything from like they can see the ghost in our house to like they had this former life that they like were calling but like little little kids that like should not know the things that they're talking about you guys are gonna have to like pay attention to like what comes out of his mouth eventually when he like can start talking be like wait a minute where did you get that like you're too young to be saying things like that like where did that come from i told sam i'm like so what's like the appropriate age that we can tell our kid how we (laughs) name him (laughs) right right yeah so that's gonna be really interesting and fun but um we're super excited and oh the first time too sam uh found out i was pregnant he didn't believe me he was like let me see the stick. <laughs> Show me the proof. And I come back down. I'm like, here's the stick. And he's like, let me see the directions. Give me the box. <laughs> Did you pee on this right? I'm just wondering. Yeah. I, seriously, like, I said that. Like, I like, it took, I almost needed like a blood test to, mm-hmm. to have full on confirmation. Yeah. So we got a blood test and then he was like, okay, I think it's okay. like, now I think you're pregnant. And I'm like, me just telling you that doesn't, doesn't excite you. He's like, Jenny, you are so bad at all this kind of stuff that I just didn't believe you. <laughs> Sometimes it just got to be real, real. And then, and then it's got to sink in. Yeah. Um, it cool. Until it hasn't, like we still wake up every day and we're like, holy crap. Yeah. You, can, you can tell your kid early on, like as early as you want, how he got his name. That for the record, you can. When my girls were little, uh, really little, I remember distinctly, I was taking the girls to church and they were just learning about Jesus. Right. And uh, Megan had gone to Sunday school and they, it was around Easter. So they were talking about the resurrection, Jesus dying and, and being raised from the dead. Now I want you to keep in mind, she was like five or six years old, you know? So she comes out and she's like, daddy, I got to talk to you about this. I'm like, well, what is there to talk about? And she's like, people can't get raised from the dead. Like people, when you die, you're die. You don't, can't come back to life. And, and so I'm trying to explain it to her. And so finally I'm like, wait, let me ask you a question. She's like, yeah. I'm like, so Santa Claus, she's like, what about him? I'm like, well, you know, he's going to come this year and he's going to bring you presents. Right. And she's like, yeah. And he's going to fly all over the planet and give kids everywhere present. She's like, yep, absolutely. And I'm like, but you don't believe Jesus can be raised from the dead. She's like, not so much. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, this is the way kids think, you know, like, my point, I guess my point to that is, it's like, it doesn't matter what you tell them. They're going to come up with their own conclusions. Oh, I got right? you. Yeah. yeah. They're going to, they're going to figure it out on their own. You know, Gosh, so. it's so crazy. It's, 
it's just crazy to me that they have their own thought process that early. <laughs> oh, they do. Like when they're really, really, really little, they figure stuff out. Like yeah. it's. Well, Sam believed in Santa Claus till like he was fifteen. So well, wait, wait. We mean believed. Santa Claus is real. All right. right. You're not <laughs> bursting bubbles on this podcast. Yeah, don't be bursting my buzzle, bubble. <laughs> you never know who's listening. Yeah, James. <laughs> Family. I hope, I hope we don't have any young listeners because I have been swearing like a sailor. Yeah. Oh man. You've done really good tonight, Nikki. No I'm swearing. Trying. I'm trying. You've done to do so better. good. So you know, now that these go on YouTube, I'm trying not to offend any of the yeah. viewers. Yeah. It's tough. We've had a, we've had a weird week. Like, you know, Nikki and I have been kind of operating this podcast like nobody listens. And then this week we charted on iTunes for the first time. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And like, it caught us both by surprise. We're like, oh my God, people are like, our moms told somebody. We I have really to, just thought it was know. like my mom and my best friend, Whitney. Like, I'm like, no one else listens to us. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I, I did find out this week that my uh, my ex-wife's mom listens to our podcast. So shout out to Mama Carol, uh, oh, who, who listens okay. to us. She does a CrossFit. Like, she just lives down the street from me, but she listens. You know, we've been divorced for like 15 years now, you know. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I was kind of touched. I'm like, that's really sweet. So I hope she listens to this. I'll say hi to her. But, yeah. <laughs> so guys, like, it's like impossible to plan too far ahead or look like way into the future or anything like that. But like, given the fact that you are starting a family, do you think at all about like, is competitive CrossFit in the cards again at some point for you, Sam, or, yeah. or do you? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I know people say our life's going to change drastically and it is, it's going to change, but we're planning on still dragging that kid cool. in having van life, um, you know, doing the things that we usually do, like it will just be a different look to it all. But um, we're going to try our hardest to continue to do stuff that we still love. And that's yeah. traveling in our van, that Sam's competing. Um, I don't see those things changing. It's just going to be a different route to how maybe we get there. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, totally. So it's going to be really weird. Like, honestly, we were just talking about like, like Jen, how crazy, like for a lot of people, we might not be competing for honestly, like, I hope it's not this way, but this could not get better. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if, you know, the way that they're like kind of unpacking things and, and what you, and again, it's just like, you just hear it, you know, like people be like, you know, there might not be church gatherings of over 50 people for another year or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and if that's the case, like then you guys not be we're not going to be competing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and yeah, that's really crazy. But honestly, I'm like, that's, that's okay. Like I, it's not going to change the way I do anything. Like I'm still going to train the same way. Like, cause I love, I love the way that I trained cause I trained to feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, so like nothing's going to change there. So like, I'm always ready. Like I'm always ready to go. Compete. I'm two weeks away from at any moment to go compete. Um, but, um, yeah, it, we might not be competing for a really, really long time. And, but at the same time, it's okay. Cause like I have, I feel like, 
plenty of other things that I enjoy just as much as that. Um, I think it's really sad though because Sam was going to do individual this year, which uh, I've been waiting for him to do individual and just go crush it with half the hours that he puts in than everybody else. (laughs) And I just really wanted to see um, where he was in his fitness with that. So um, going into the West Coast Classic, he decided I'm going to train an hour with our class. So he was only training an hour a day with our CrossFit at, with our group classes at the gym. And he would probably spend like a half an hour on some breathing and extra and like accessories. Mm-hmm. And other than that, he was just going, he trained like that for a couple months yeah. and he was just going to show up to West coast classic and see how he did with just that. And I was just so excited to see his progressions because he was going to do that for West coast. And he had three or four other sanctional events he was going to go to and then he was going to like ramp each one up maybe um, leading to, you know, hopefully the CrossFit games, but still being a very balanced, healthy, yeah. feel good, still has a business, a wife, you know, family and still be able to function, you know, yeah, still travel, still do the van life thing. Like, I was really you know, excited. we were training, training on the road, like in our van and like, and yeah, and I was excited too, um, which is cool to know, like, Every year I almost like, I kind of reevaluate and I'm like, oh, am I still going to compete? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, is that still fun for me? Um, like, I don't want to do it just because like, I feel like I have to do it. But mm-hmm. every year it comes around and I'm like, wow, I, I, I really love this stuff and it's a lot of fun and, uh, and I'm still competitive, you know, so mm-hmm. um yeah, so that part's a bummer because I was just really yeah. excited to see Sam as an individual. Like the year that he went to the CrossFit Games was also the year that he, you know, had a broken leg and had to just deal with it. And he just didn't get to perform exactly the way he wanted to. So this time I'm just so pumped. That is a bummer. As a as a big fan of your um professional athleticism in addition to just like being your friend I would love to see that I'm excited for hopefully when things calm down and we can get back to some sort of new reality I don't think it'll ever be exactly the way that it was before but you know if and when there's a chance to get competitions back and spectators back and whatever I hope that you're still um thinking about doing the whole individual thing because i would love to see it too i think it would be really fun i don't i honestly like in the at the rate that it's been like i i don't i don't ever see myself not competing in something cool like and as long as i can be competitive in crossfit like i'll continue to compete in crossfit and every year i honestly feel like i get better like i still i still feel like i'm getting better at it than i ever have been so Mm -hmm. like I know other people are getting really good too and they're getting like younger and younger. Um, but, um, uh, I, I still feel like I keep getting better and better. So, you know, you're going to have like a secret weapon coming up. You gain <laughs> dad strength. I hear. Yeah. Real, that be tight. Strength versus like mommy strength. Uh huh. It's with a new balance endorsement. That's exactly it. Right. Yeah. This is a personal question, but did you try your wife's milk when you had kids? Oh God, no. 
Did no, you? I didn't. No, you I did didn't? not. No. I feel like I feel like oh. every like. I shouldn't like, have said oh. it like that. I apologize. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, that's not <laughs> weird. That's not weird because it is like a bizarre thing. But I feel like all my friends who are having kids now, like every dude is like, I mean, I yeah, no, I didn't. Need I, to know. No. I tried my friend's milk. I didn't yeah. take it out. Of her, I didn't take it out of her tent. Yeah. I mean, I tried. I tried the neighbors. Does that count? Yeah, totally, um, totally. No, uh, well, our first kid, we used formula. So no, definitely for the first one. And then the second one, it was kind of weird. Like, this is how kids are so different. You know, you make different choices with different babies. So the first baby, uh, her name's Mira, and we used formula for her. And I fed her every night because my ex likes to sleep. (laughs) I think she still does. So I hear. But so um, I would get up in the middle of the night and I'd feed her formula and go off to work the next day. Well, with Megan... Uh, my ex wanted a different experience for herself. And so she decided to breastfeed. And so I never fed Megan, like uh, maybe a few times, you know, we'd pump or whatever, but I rarely fed her. And so it was just like two totally different experiences, but I never sampled from the tap. Really? No, never. Hmm. Is there a way I sample my own? Yeah, you can pump it. I have to, right? Your breasts will probably get big enough that you can fit a titty in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude, the life like, goals accomplished yes. that is the one thing that i have that has weirded me out though is going from basically pecs smaller than sands to boobs that's weird for me boobs yeah the belly is not weird because i expected that but i didn't expect to actually have boobs so that part's a lot of fun I am made of questions right now, but I'll take those offline. Yeah. After Guys have no corresponding experience when babies are born other than getting white New Balances. So you can mow the yard and do grilling. Yeah. <laughs> Tall white socks. Yep. Tube yeah. socks. It's perfect. So well, we're having a home birth. And so Ooh. Sam's going to try to deliver the baby. Our midwife said that Sam could basically do all of it until if so, she felt like she needed to step in. Yeah. So we're going to try. Wow. If it all yeah. obviously there's a lot of unknowns and we don't know totally. what happened, what's going on, but I'm going to deliver that child. If Sam, bro, up, seriously, Sam. I was in a room twice. You're going to have PTSD. I'm just going to make sure you know this, like <laughs> yeah. right up front. But I mean, it's not, it's not pretty. And yeah. not, that it should, not that it should be. We've been watching game films. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Respect to all moms, like nothing but utter respect for moms because childbirth is brutal well and respect for you yes. guys because like i yes. don't even want to be in the room yeah i would watch that's for sure i'd rather be doing it than watching it. i mm-hmm. i will tell you i will tell you this so sam that's why i'm glad you're going to be doing it i can tell you the color and the smell of the rooms i was in when both my daughters were born i can't tell you what i had for breakfast this morning wow like, it's an experience you will never forget like i remember every second of it every second like vividly and i have a shitty memory like a really (laughs) bad memory but you will remember it forever it's like i've was actually thinking when we went into this when we talked to um the pan checks the other day yeah yeah that's right i I, you know they're expecting and i was thinking how kind of disappointed i was for them because you know i love scott and he's like a brother and like he's not going to be able to go to all the doctor's appointments and you know because of the pandemic and there's so many people that are falling into that i'm like man it's just really disappointing that he might not be able to be in there for the birth in an Ohio hospital. They just won't allow it. You know? So the fact well, you're going to be able to, is really awesome. Maybe, maybe that we might be able to help inspire people and, and 
you know, who, who didn't even know that there was an alternative um, to be able to gain that power back mm. and not, and not lose it to the pandemic. And, and again, another one of those things were like, wow, I didn't even think about that because our reality is so different than the standard mm-hmm. right now. And like, I've gone to every single doula appointment. I've gone to every single midwife appointment. Um, and I'm going to potentially even deliver the child. Like, it's not even a question if whether or not I can be in the room, like I'm mm-hmm. going to be front stage mm-hmm. and like, and, and just so people know, like, you know, it's, it's just as normal and natural to have a, a natural birth, uh, as it may seem to be normal to have a hospital birth. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've had a lot of people, um, so we've told so many people before we came out on Instagram or social media. Um, so a lot of people knew. And so I actually had probably five to seven people who have been pregnant now during this pandemic reach out and talk about, and especially I had, um, somebody in Ohio reach out and just ask about like, midwives and do I have any other connections in the other states just because they weren't going to be able to experience any of that because the father wasn't going to be able to maybe come in no appointments things like that so a lot of um I think most of these people all ended up having or are having home births now um just so the the husband can be part of it all um but they kind of changed their birth plan more than like probably got 30 weeks they started being like oh my gosh like I want my husband with me and I need to have him with me and I want him to have the experience that I'm having. And um, so a lot of them kind of switched over from a hospital plan for a midwife. And it is scary though. Like I'm reading some of these hypnobirthing books right now that talk about um, how, what birth is now to a lot of us versus like, I mean, our parents, they all had births outside of hospitals. Well, maybe not our parents, but our grandparents definitely Mm -hmm. didn't. Um, so just going back to like the way things maybe should be versus, you know, like when you do have a natural birth, like people who have, um, births in like, uh, caps or, you know, early and fast and they couldn't make it to the hospital. Those have been the best births where the emergency people come and they actually like help them. But even the police officers and the ambulance, they all say like, we're helping them mentally just say like, you're okay. Things are great. Let's transfer you. But he was like, honestly, they're the most healthy mothers and the healthy babies that end up turning out. Um, it's, it became supernatural and just the exact plan that it needed to take, you know, not with a lot of lights and doctors and all these kind of things. So I'm just reading a lot of that and just trying to wrap my head onto a different concept of what birth is and how it maybe can be at the end, but, um, it's, yeah, it's a scary process. And and so many unknowns and and so many options. And it's just, it's cool to hear that you guys have a plan and have people in place and, and you're mentally like, you know, in a place where you found something that works for you. And that's like the coolest part of it. We're training right now. And honestly, it's not easy though, because the norm isn't a home birth. The norm isn't a midwife. The norm isn't all these things that we're doing. So like my OBG, so in Illinois right now, actually home births are illegal. And so, yeah. Um, So we're hoping that the bill is going, it's supposed to be passed in May for in Illinois to be legal. Um, But just because it's going to become legal here in Illinois, we live five minutes from Missouri. So we'll just hop to, you know, Missouri to have the baby at a house, but, um, it is illegal here. And 
my OBGYN and any doctors here in town won't take me um, in to get a sonogram or to get like a checkup of some sort outside of what my midwife is doing. Um, they all said no. So I have to go. Like um, because, because you're planning a home birth, they said no? Planning home birth and nobody around this area is um, for that. Um, they're, yeah. They can't be because, well, they, they, I think they could still help us, but it's illegal here. Yeah, uh, but they're denying their care right now doesn't, to me, does yeah. not correlate directly to your birth plan in however many months. I, I, I mean, yeah. listen we to me, were, I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but it's just. That, we were told that going into it too. They're like, as soon as you make this decision to, have, to have a home birth, like you're, you're going to have a more difficult time navigating the medical um, system um, to, to get anything. So yeah, it's um, so interesting to me. Yeah, it's just there's so many there's so many different options. It's bizarre to me that you know people would sort of put roadblocks up depending on however you decide to do it for you. Well, if I have like an, an immediate emergency, I can go three minutes down to the hospital and they have to treat me like they can't turn me away. Sure, but um, if we don't have an immediate one, which usually um, midwives can kind of tell the process of what's happening that we will just go over to the Missouri hospital because they're a lot more welcoming of midwives and the whole process. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the, some of the stuff that we're kind of running yeah. into. As if having a baby wasn't complicated enough. <laughs> yeah. And I'm there, so I'm okay with, this is where I want my birth plan to be. And I would love for it to go the way that I want it, but there's a lot of unknowns in pregnancy too. So if it yeah. doesn't go this way, I'm okay with, being open-minded to what's the best for me and the baby. And so I would like my plan B and plan C um, with a doctor, things like that, if that needs to happen, but it has to be outside of Illinois. So, well, I'm glad you guys are figuring it out because, you know, coming up with a plan that's right for you is, is so incredibly important. And this is your, this is your time. This is your chance. I'm so excited for you to, man, I'm just so, I'm just so excited for you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. John, do you have any, like, I don't know, final words of wisdom, dad advice to impart? I don't know. I'm still kind of stunned by trying to decide if I had tried the mother's milk before. Um, <laughs> you can try mine if you want. I'll send nice, you some. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Batch. Now I'm more stunned. Uh, no, I, I don't know if I have any advice other than just, you know, be who you are. Like, you know, it's, it's easy to be super excited and you should be super excited about a baby, but in, you know, I love what you guys said earlier about you're trying to be, you know, kind of your best self. You want to be the best role model you can be for a child. Like I started CrossFit because of my daughters. Like I wanted to be a good role model for them. And I wanted them to see somebody who, you know, exhibited hard work and fitness and taking care of themselves and, and a healthy lifestyle. And, and I've continued that, you know, but all through that, I'd never quit being who I was. Mm -hmm. And what I found now that they're basically, you know, young adults is that, they have become who they are. They respect who I am and I respect who they are. And they've, you know, they've taken some of my traits. They've taken some of my ex-wife's traits. They've taken traits from people. I don't know who they got them from, you know, <laughs> no idea. Um, and it's just, it's just enjoy the journey, man. Mm. Just, just enjoy it. Every second, every, every moment is exciting and fun and different. You know, like that first year when they can't do squat, but just sit there and poop and eat, like it's fun. <laughs> and then they start walking and that's fun. And then they, you know, start 
you know, watching Dora the Explorer and that's fun. And then they figure out you're an idiot and that's fun. <laughs> like, seriously, like I give you all, yeah, it just keeps on going. You know, they never, they always remember you're an idiot past that, but mm. you know, it's just, just be who you are. You guys will, you'll have a blast. I'm excited for you. I'm a, to be honest, I'm a little jealous. I, I loved, you know, I love being a dad. I love that beginning and just like the entire journey and like my journey's kind of, is not that it's ending, but you know, I'm kind of at the tail end of the raising and now they're about to be out on their own and you're yeah. at the beginning and you know, you're at the best part. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well, hopefully you get to start over all over again with them having kids one day. And yeah, not yeah. soon. No, <laughs> no, no. right now. Take it all back. I've been laying down the law with them on that one. I told one of them the other day, I'm like, 10 years from now is fine. Maybe, like maybe. maybe 15. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate you guys, yeah, guys. Uh, spending some time with us. I learned a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we love you. Uh, we love you dearly. Both of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys got another follower. We'll start. Yes. Yes. <laughs> This was the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> One more. You have 87 more. followers now. That's yes. all that matters. 88 or whatever. How many shows do <laughs> you say you've done? 87? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. One follow per episode. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. For everyone listening, thank you for uh, joining us tonight. We hope you had a good time, and we will talk to you all soon.